welcome to Pop That Culture. What's shaking, my bacon? Oh, you know, it was a good weekend. How about you? Yeah. Well, I mean, granted, it was a lot colder than I think anybody wanted. Right. But, you know. Oh, that's okay. We were all complaining when it was 90 it's last week. It's too hot. Now it's too cold. Now it's too cold. Where's the Goldilocks weather? <laughs> exactly. So, you know, while producer Jake was counting us down and uh -huh. he hit four and then he did three like yeah. this, I wanted to run up and just... <laughs> circle! See the circle! <laughs> That's the only way I can put a three. I don't know why, but you can't I can't do to this. I can't do that. Yeah, I David, it's hard. I get it. David does the Boy Scout salute. It doesn't. You can do this. Go. You can do this. I've tried it so many this. times. My thumb can't do it. Yeah, just don't give can us you the do shocker. The, can you do the this? Can you do the Vulcan? I can do thing? that just fine. Yeah. The Spocker. The Spocker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's nice. Fine. All right. Well, Joe appreciated mm. it. Yeah. Yes. Why? Why are Joe's microphone cables and earpiece cables all ripped out? Because he had to lunge at the thing. I mean, if you see the circle, you have to do the right. Whoop. You have to. You have to. Wait, well, how do you how do you neutralize that? What do you do to neutralize that I don't again? I know what you do. Don't to you like hit it. him on the back and wipe it off or something like that? Ball tap? I don't know. Yeah, there's what? <laughs> yeah, take it, Joe. <laughs> Sack tap? I don't know. All right, thanks for joining us. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Well, someone that we used to work with uh, used to torture somebody in the office by just. They never knew when he would spring out and just sack tap. So he was living in constant fear that somebody was going to be hitting his junk at any point in the day. So who so who did the sack tapping? Uh, Once again, Roberta Jacina. Roberta Jacina. Roberta. <laughs> oh, she, I feel bad. She's like the sweetest. I know. I know. Kindest woman. She, no, on she's awesome. Earth. I love Roberta Jacina. That's why she's an awesome punchline to that joke. <laughs> I just. So I, who gave you the best I, wedgie at work today? Oh, Roberta, Roberta did. Roberta. Oh, oh, Roberta. She's like the den mom. She's like everybody's yeah. sweet, kind, and there's mm. no way she's sack tapping. And if she is, then like we are all going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's just not gonna happen. Oh, speaking of hell. The number one movie at the box office looks like it came straight out of hell, right. which was... Or Compton. The, kind of. <laughs> yeah. The Nun. Sister Mary um, Scary. I can't even... Do you know, like this one, I chose this picture because at least it's covering part of the scary right. uh, face on it. Like, I can't even look at the full white painted dark eyes nun that they have in this I movie. I can't do any of the Conjuring movies. Okay, so this is part of don't. the Conjuring universe. Right. It's actually the fifth installment in the Conjuring universe because they've had all of these different spin-offs. Mm -hmm. Yes. And this one is like a spin-off prequel from the Conjuring 2. Right. This is like the MCU, but really scary. Really scary. Yeah. yeah. And I, to be honest, thought that it was a dude in the scary nun makeup because of the shape of the face. Oh. But then I saw the person who plays the part out of said makeup and it's a lady. Oh. <laughs> so I felt bad. <laughs> this whole time I've been thinking that it was a guy in this yeah. nun costume. Lady looks it's like a dude. Dude looks like she's scary. Um, yes, so they made $44 million, just killing it, not literally, at the box office and it was huge for them. I know that we're just starting to get into the season where mm -hmm. they're going to be releasing all the scary yeah. movies. I'm not ready for it. I'm not ready. And I can barely handle certain scary movies. See, I used to be all about scary movies. 
And then at some point, I was just like, okay, not all about scary movies anymore. I don't know. I think it was about the, about the time when the, like, the Grudge came out, like all those movies. Watched those. And The Ring. Yep, I and liked then, The Ring. And then the, the Ring movie where a male chicken would come out of the well instead. A chicken ring? Think about that. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> a chicken ring. Where am I? Where? Why was my dirty brain not working in that minute? So you a, passed the test. I did. So, Don a, and Barbara, if you're watching, do. Sarah did not know what that apparatus was that I just <laughs> referenced indirectly. Maybe I've been lucky enough to be with people who don't need it. That's what I'm saying. Um, no, there. Uh, so it was a huge movie at the box office, and they've been doing interviews for this one forever, mm. um, as far back as Comic-Con. And apparently they brought a priest out to bless the set. And I'm not sure, they may have done this for some of the other Conjuring mm -hmm. movies, but specifically for this one where they were filming. They brought holy water, whole ceremony, whole thing, just running around, bless, mm -hmm. bless, 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 bless. He threw some on the director. Oh. Yeah. I heard that the Conjuring movies did, like a lot of them experienced paranormal, paranormal. stuff. Yes. Just like Poltergeist used to. Did they? Were there yes. things that happened on Poltergeist set? On the Poltergeist set, apparently there was a couple scenes where they, unbeknownst to the crew, yeah. real human skeletons were used. Why? And weird stuff happened. Remember, Ew. there's like supposedly this Poltergeist curse yeah. because the little there here girl oh. died when she was 12 and then i think the other sister died too no way yeah a lot of weird stuff oh my god yeah. well so here we've got a clip for you with the director of the number one movie at the box office the nun talking about how when they were shooting one scene in i think they were in romania he says um he had his own supernatural experience did you guys have the set blessed because you were terrified that there were going to be some freaky deaky things going on? We were shooting this particularly intense sequence with the, called the Corridor of Crosses. It's when Sister Irene first encounters the demon nun. And it's in a real fortress in Transylvania. Really, really dark, grim, like lots of um, mold and like water dribbling all over the place. On this day of the shoot, you know, to get in, you come down this tunnel, it's like a kind of long 200 foot tunnel. The only light is what we brought in. And, and you know, when you're shooting and you have your cameras and your monitors, the, the only place for me was in these little cell rooms off the sides of this long corridor. So, I mean, basically, I went into the room, it's like stepping into a pitch black cell underground, and um, my monitors were in there. And as I stepped into the room, I saw a couple of guys sitting in the room, I presume a sound department, just sort of sitting in the background. I said, hi. And I quickly turned around, I had my back to them, and I was watching the monitors, and I was watching Thaisa, and I was watching the camera, and it was quite a difficult scene to coordinate, and it took about half an hour. So I was sitting there, there's only one doorway in and out of this room, and I sat there, and we finally got the shot, and I was like, oh, great. And I, was, I turned around to say, like, oh, did you see that, what did you think? And there's no one in the room at all. Completely, they never had been. And I walked into this room, yeah. Getting chills a little bit. <laughs> See, your hairs have got up. Yeah, yep. Yeah, Scary. I just, I mean. Where did the dudes go that were in the room with me in this yeah. really scary building? I um, you're a man I would have, who you're a man who has had ghost yes. experiences. And, and they've so. been we'll, off. We'll talk about off camera. They've been starting to happen again. Again, they they, they come and go. Joe yeah, Santos. I would. I, I mean, you know, I'm just used to it now. Otherwise, I probably in that situation I would have soiled myself. Then I would have changed <laughs> the movie to the runs. Hey. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, in your life, you've had experiences where you're basically just like. Hey, ghosts that live in my house with shaking. Yeah. What's up? Can What's I get up? You, can I get you a coffee? You we need got new K cups. 
Um, well, you want to hear something really odd that that's happened, and Please. something again happened this morning. What? And my wife and I exchanged like these uneven or un, uh, uneasy glances. We're like, what? What? So when uh, when our seven year old was a two year old, yeah, he looked up one day and he said, "Look, there is." Another daddy standing behind daddy. Get the heck out of here. <laughs> and it was just no. kind of like, oh, those kids, stop. Like, oh, oh, imaginary stop friends, blah, 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 blah. So last week, mm. he says, I thought I saw daddy. And then I heard, because I heard them talking upstairs. And Michelle says, no, daddy's downstairs. He goes, no, I just saw daddy. He was in my room. <laughs> and I was just Shoo. like... And then this morning, while we were getting ready for school, Jonah goes, there was just somebody standing out in the landscaping. And I'm just like, okay, That's it's starting it. again. <laughs> yeah, it's, here it comes. I, uh. just, I mean, you have, you have, it's a good thing they're, they're good spirits because right. you have a really cute house and you've done so much work to it to make it even better than before. That's probably why they're pissed. And so, <laughs> no, I would feel bad, but like, man, you have so, you have more ghost stories with this house than anybody I've ever it's, met. Yeah, like, I would get the bleep out of Dodge, except that it's such a great house. Yeah, as long, well, that's, we love the house and that, you know, as long as the walls don't bleed, oh, God. you know, or, <laughs> you know what I mean? And if there were really good spirits, you could chip, you could take the garbage out. Well, that's I mean, true. You know. You know. Yeah, they just kind of hover around. They're not lifting anything no. for you. They're not cleaning anything no. for you. Boo. No, I mean, come on. Literally, boo. Jeez. Now there was something that happened on a different movie set. Mm. I, you're excited for this, and we've seen a couple of yeah. trailers for the Predator, the, just the movie, because you're a Predator fan. Yes. Oh, I saw the big cardboard. We went to the movies yesterday because mm -hmm. it was a rainy day. Yeah. And I saw the big cardboard stand-up right. thingy, and I'm like, oh, look at that. Because there's Predator, and then there's like Uber Predator mm. in this new one. There's like a super, super yeah. big one, and it looked all exciting. But then come to find out, somebody in the movie mm. um, is a registered sex offender uh -oh. who then did serve a jail sentence for the sex crimes charge. Uh -oh. He happened to be an old friend of the director. So one of the few ladies in the movie is Olivia Munn. Mm. And she found out that this guy who was in the movie was a sex offender and she reported it to the studio. She said she was met with crickets, crickets initially, like silence, nothing. Uh, not, not cool. A, not cool, bro. Not Social cool. media people. <laughs> so then eventually what they did is they removed any scenes that he was in. So mm. he no longer appears in the film. But then this weekend was the Toronto International Film Festival. Mm -hmm. And it was supposed to be the whole cast going out to promote this movie. They all left her holding the bag. She felt like they were being total jerks to her. Like, you answer the questions about why he's no longer in the movie. So it's her and the kid, Jake Tremblay, or whatever his name is, that are the only two people covering, doing press for this movie. Um, one of the guys, Sterling K. Brown, he is in This Is Us, and I guess he mm -hmm. had some sort of shooting conflict, he said, which is why he couldn't be there. And he tweeted to Olivia Munn, I'm sorry that you feel so alone and isolated and left, you know, wow. holding the bag, as I said. And then um, someone else who I also really like is Keegan-Michael Key, who's yeah. in the movie from Key and Peele and a number of other different things. And so I was bummed when initially I didn't see any response for him for why he was, they were all just right. kind of hanging her out to dry. But then uh, he said he was always going to leave that festival early to be with So he was going to get out. He was going to. Well, that's his friend, but yes. No, I know. Um, <laughs> I, I, I know, I know. 
Um, but uh, he said he was always planning to leave the festival early because he was going to spend the holiday with his wife, who's Jewish. Mm -hmm. We are in Rosh Hashanah. Yes. And um, he said that he had reached out to Olivia last week personally and not over social media mm. to tell her, you know, that he thought she was very brave and good for what she did and blah, blah, blah. But the other two main male dudes in the cast, nothing. Well, this they, is they didn't show up to promote <laughs> and they didn't say a damn word to poor Olivia Munn, who has to face the press about this man being cut out of the movie. You know, um, far be it from me to uh, keep within the boundaries of good taste in terms of my humor. Um, but there's a lot of Chris Hansen jokes in this, and I will not uh, air any of them oh, right now. Oh, no. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> oh, man. Well, is somebody, I mean, if he, was, he had a somebody, cameo in the movie, maybe he would be the guy that caught the predator. <laughs> he just walks out of the movie set. Yeah. He's like, yeah. oh, is, is she making cookies? I'll right. be out in a minute. Yeah. They're always, like, making cookies or off doing laundry yeah. or whatever, and then Chris Hansen walks out. Right. Well, I mean, could you imagine the movie? Maybe it's the next movie it's where... It's going to be called To Catch to a Predator? To Catch a Predator. And yeah. Chris, the way they get the aliens <laughs> is Chris Hansen corresponds with them on the oh, internet. okay. And then he invites them over to this, you know, very normal suburban home. Sure. And then the the, the Predator walks in, but he's, like, almost too big to fit through the doorways. Right. Because they're tall. They are big. And then, you know, you see, like, the laser, the triangular laser just kind of scanning around. Then they show his point of view, like, the boom, boom, boom. And then he sees, like, it's, like, all night vision and stuff. And then Chris Hansen comes out, and he's like, no, there's no children here, Mr. Predator. But we've got you. I know you wanted to eat them, but no, no, sir. Ooh, they did catch another Predator, or they're really making it sound like he mm. is a Predator. And that is one former CEO of CBS, Les Moonves. Mm. This one has been handled interestingly. I would have thought that they would have had him step down earlier when like the first round uh -huh. of women came out yeah. with this and he was like no there was I didn't trade sex for jobs with these ladies it was just consensual relationships and sour grapes now blah blah um, but then now six more women have come out with their right. stories and there was uh, an investigation <laughs> for at least the last few months has been going on into what's been going on with Les Moonves but they he was still in his CEO position while this investigation was going on, and now he's finally had to step down. This is what is troubling to me, is that, uh, you know, for example, whether or not a police officer, for example, is in the wrong, mm -hmm. the chief of police will normally say, okay, we've placed this officer on administrative leave while we look into this. And normally the police officer is still paid. You know, they give him a, at least a little dignity, but they give him some space away from the situation. Yeah. Um, why didn't the board say, we've placed Mr. Moonves on uh, right. administrative leave. Yeah, He's going to go to his house in the Hamptons for a little bit and chill while we look into this. But no! This one, yeah, this one was a, this was a weird one. Hmm. And it's so bizarre that we're in this place where hearing about men in power stepping down after we find out all these stories right it's so commonplace now it just, right it it sadly doesn't even phase a lot of you people know, but speaking of the hamptons it's like with all these guys i picture just this kind of this orgy scene the sexual it, predator in male a, friends club in no, the yeah with in like the hamptons and they have the masks harvey Weinstein. yeah they all have the masks yeah. they all say fidelio to get in oh <laughs> you know doo, 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 eyes doo, wide doo, shutting yes it. okay Yes, just don't take good. a cab. Whatever no. you do, just always take a limo. <laughs> don't Uber in. Wear a mask. Yes. Oh, God. 
And then over the weekend, we also had the finals for the U.S. Open, mm -hmm. and it got nuts. During the final round for Serena Williams, she will be fined $17,000 for three code violations that happened. The money will be taken out of what she would have won right. for coming in second. And this one is not just that she had some violations, but they're feeling like the violations that she got were double standards to mm -hmm. her because she was a woman or possibly just because of her. Right. Because she's a woman who has kind of been like trying to change the way things work mm -hmm. or the rules or I mean they were giving her crap about the outfits that she wanted to wear and she's been trying to change their mind on that and give more freedom for what women can wear on the court and all of it and so she was out there the first violation was that they said that her coach was giving her signals she I guess didn't see it her coach admitted later like yeah I was trying mm -hmm. to kind of give her some signals but they gave her advice because that's against the rules but oh so the coach can go okay throw a change up right He's like, what no. Oh, wrong sport. Run to third. But I guess uh, coaches throughout the tournament have been doing it, and nobody mm -hmm. busted anybody until this one. And then she got very angry and threw her racket down, destroyed it. That's a violation. You can't do that. Right. And then. Um, Wait a minute. Don't you find that ironic that in tennis you can't make a racket? And then in this one, she started to have words with the, um, the judge and said, you know, I wasn't cheating with the whole coaching thing. She's like, I can't believe it or whatever. And she called him a thief for mm -hmm. taking the point away from her. And so then he took, like, I think a whole game away from her from that. And a lot of people are saying that there are definitely male tennis players who have said far worse right. to these judges. Yeah, we're talking to you, John McEnroe. Right. And, had, and did not get the penalty that she got it, for what and, she And said. I think she has a case because, you know, tennis is so, or professional tennis, yeah. is so widely watched. And they kind of do like to linger on some of these arguments people have with the line judges. Mm -hmm. And I think it's true. I think there is a double standard. And if they're singling her out, that's one thing. But I do think women in general get different treatment and they tend to play a little favorites well, with that I mean, whole situation. Well, I mean, she said, you know, I am not a cheater. I'm never a cheater. I'm a mom, and I, you know, I want to be a good example for my daughter. And I can't believe you're taking this away from me, and you're a thief. I mean, those are essentially mostly the words that she said. I mean, you're talking about McEnroe. I mean, he's throwing out, like, swear bombs. And, and he makes it personal. personal. Yes. I mean, she, she was far not as atrocious as many of the, mm -hmm. the male tennis stars have been and had not been penalized the way that she was. So we'll see. This is actually probably going to be an ongoing story if mm -hmm. there are any changes or reversals or anything. What I feel bad about is that the girl who ended up beating her, she's the first female Japanese um, player to win the mm -hmm. U.S. Open. And people were so upset about what had happened to Serena that they were booing when they were up and getting their um, trophies and right. awards and everything. And so Serena had to step over and hug her and like calm the crowd down and be like, you know, she deserves your cheers and right. your accolades because she played a great game. Yeah. Don't ruin her moment and yeah. I'll handle mine later. So yeah, cool. Serena's basically saying, my colleague here has a yen for recognition. Did you? I did. Did you? I did. All right. When we get back, there is going to be a very special person who will hopefully be a good luck charm for when the Lions kick it off tonight. And we will talk about it next on Pop That Culture.
Hey, you guys, it's Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Geektainment Weekly on new radio media. Turtle power! Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our 9 and Dine special, 9 holes of golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Walled Lake. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Hi. Oh, if, if <laughs> you're hearing back. a constant A note being sustained, that's because you now have tinnitus. Whoa. We had, I hope you enjoyed the music for us. It was uh, loud in the ER, but that's okay. So no pressure, Lions. No pressure. Yeah. You're just kicking it off on Monday Night yeah. Football. No biggie. And after losing to the Browns in the preseason, the only way to go is up. <laughs> Boy. You know, it was funny. We were at brunch yesterday, and I was talking to my father-in-law about football. He's a huge football fan. Yeah, sports ball. And uh, um, <laughs> we were talking about the preseason, mm-hmm. and he almost did a spit take. We, we <laughs> somehow got onto that preseason game, and he, he turned his head, uh, and, went, and I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> Ooh, Nelly. So, yeah, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. They will be taking them on tonight for Monday Night Football. Mm. It's a doozy, so they have to make sure that they have some – celebrity action to mm. possibly hopefully bring them good luck i know you'll see um eminem and you'll see kid rock a lot of times pointed mm. out at lions games right they're huge detroit sports fans and then actually eminem helped the uh the pistons he helped them inaugurate their season their first season at the little new caesars. little caesars arena mm-hmm. so he came out for that and he is going to be a part of the coin toss tonight for the Monday night football game for the Lions. So Very cool. Yeah, so he A, he loves the Lions. B, he just put out a surprise album last week. So yeah. he's actually willing to be seen in public right now. Yeah. Because he's got <laughs> crap to promote. So. Right. 
Well, hopefully this will kind of nullify all the publicity with Machine oh, Gun Oh, the Machine Kelly. Gun Kelly thing? Yeah. Nope, just going to bring it up again. Yeah. How many times do you think like anyone who actually ends up covering him doing this tonight is going to be like, blah, 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 Machine Gun Kelly? No, they're going to be like, who? <laughs> <laughs> machine who? Machine what? what? Yeah. Kelly. Um, <laughs> Kelly, that's a girl's that's name. A, that's a chick's name. <laughs> um, you know, the nice thing is, is that... Um, Eminem will be on time for the coin toss because he knows better than to lose himself before the game. Mm. No? Eh, I'll give it. I gave you like a, like a half-hearted ding okay. on that one. Is that, oh, that's a pity ding. Oh, poor baby. So we got the, we've got the Lions tonight, but the NFL primetime prime time season kicked off on this past Thursday. And doing the national anthem, you had boys to men. They are from... Philly. Mm-hmm. So that not was not Motown Philly, just well, Philly. Motown Philly back again. Um, so they went out there to do it. And obviously there's been a lot with the whole Nike, Colin Kaepernick, mm-hmm. the commercial playing during that game. Um, you know, who's going to stand, who's going to stay in the locker room, who's going to do what, blah, blah, blah. But then the conversation did turn because boys to men decided to do their very own boys to many ish version of the national anthem right. to which someone on twitter said did boys to men just make the national anthem a slow jam like did that just <laughs> well you know what you know a lot of people have done their own take on yes. the national anthem yes. and it, and they like to jazz it up or sure. slow it down or sure. have the r&b flair to it and every time it happens you don't hear anything this is over the years you would normally not hear anything because they're for the most part, there was no social media. Right. But now there's social media, and it is boys to men. Yes. You know what? I I hope they can sing the national anthem at least one more time. I would not like it to be the end of the road for them singing oh, the national anthem. Oh, I will give you a full-hearted belt for that. Uh-huh. Wee. Yep. Yeah. I'm I, back. Listen, I, I love you, boys to men. I do. But I th- people were praising this, like, this is the best version of the national anthem that I've ever heard. Slow down. They were struggling in the beginning to get like harmonies mm. and pitch and they couldn't hear each other. And then they just took the notes in some weird places. I know I'm mm. being like really critical on this one. Right. Some people said, A, it was a slow jam. B, it was the sexiest version of <laughs> the national anthem. Nobody Ooh. expects sex. Would you like to see my rocket's red glare? <laughs> uh-huh. So, but they did have some pretty sweet points in the song where like everything was working and going well for them. So here's a smidge of the Boys to Men national anthem. Say, can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming? Whose broad stripes and bright stars Oh my! I don't know how. 
don't know how to feel after all of that. Hey, <laughs> right. how you doing, National uh -huh. Anthem? Woo! Yeah. You said that there's a fake ad about teaching people how to sing right. the National Anthem? It used to be a morning show staple. There was a, a fake commercial at one time for people that wanted to put their own twist on the National Anthem, how to jazz it up, you know, <laughs> how to pause and get the applause oh, when yeah. you hit the land of the free mm -hmm. note and all that stuff. I'll have to find it and share it on the Pop That Culture Please. Facebook page. At Pop That Culture Detroit. That's like that's like when people open up Wheel of Fortune. They go, Wheel of <laughs> Fortune. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yes. We had a very special celebrity guest mm. in our area over the weekend. Mm. He's been spotted all kinds of places, and that is one Mr. Keanu Reeves. Mm. He was in Flat Rock, and I have to say kudos to the Detroit Free Press. I'm sure they're really proud of themselves. <laughs> right. Because in the beginning of this article, they said John Wick was just a couple miles away from Wick, from Wick Road on Friday. Woo! They're like, wait a minute. There is uh -huh. a Wick Road in the area, and he was in a movie where his character was John Wick. Oh. Put it together. It, so, it's it's a good thing you. he didn't cut himself and need some Neosporin. <laughs> oh, my. Really? Yeah, you should just be like a pun headline writer. For the New York yes. That should be in retirement. Joe disappeared into obscurity writing <laughs> headlines for local newspapers. Just the really giant, like the font is like right. massive, like half the paper, and it's just right. Joe's puns for this different is, stories. This is, you know what, the, my autobiography movie opens up with me passed out in bed, surrounded <laughs> by empty alcohol bottles, and my phone rings, and I do the reach for the phone, <laughs> knock the bottles over. Yeah, 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 what's it? You, there's a headline? We need you, Joe. Uh, yeah, all right, all right, all right. Click. <laughs> I thought I was retired, but yeah. they keep pulling me back in. Yeah. More puns. I've been trying to leave this life, and you can't <laughs> stop calling me. Oh, like, yeah, so here he is with all the, the, the different ladies that were working at uh, the Big Bear Lodge in Flat Rock. They were very mm. excited to see him. And then one of the waitresses took a picture with him, and in her caption wrote, Oh my God, this is so crazy. Keanu Reeves in Flat Rock. Uh, read his hat and then the light bulb turns on. Must be testing at the Bosch facility in Flat Rock. Celebrity crush swoons. So he his shirt says Arch, mm. which is um, Arch Motorcycles. He's a part of that company oh. making those motorcycles. So they make custom American motorcycles. And then Bosch operates a huge proving grounds in Flat Rock. And they have uh, a high-speed banked test track. Right. And so they're thinking maybe because of this motorcycle company, they were doing testing on a new motorcycle mm. product in Flat Rock. And then uh -huh. he was like, I need me a snack. I'm going to go to Big Bear Lodge. Yep. See what's happening there. I feel like some hunting food. <laughs> um, yeah, either that or he was just itching for a tour uh, to see how Mazdas were made. Yes. Yeah. Hey, I, I really want... I... I'm a Mazda fan. <laughs> but yeah, he had been spotted um, in a couple different places by people at their weddings. There were at least two wedding parties that mm -hmm. got to take pictures with Keanu Reeves. And now we've had our very own Michigan experience right. with him in town. Either I'm, that or do you think maybe we're really in the Matrix and the machines decided just to put him in Flat Rock? Yes. Okay. I do think that's what happened. There was some history made over the weekend. Mm. There was some history made at the Emmys, something that has never happened before in Emmy 
history, and hmm. we will tell you what that is when we get back next on Pop That Culture. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, PodQuesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic, sweeping adventure. We try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com, Fridays, PodQuesters. See you there. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and, frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want, when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information. A study from Johns Hopkins researchers indicates a high-fat diet may lead to the development of new nerve cells in your brain that influence how much you eat. But it's also been known for decades that the brain continues to form new nerve cells well into adulthood. So for now, it appears the process occurs not only in the parts of your brain associated with memory and a sense of smell, but also in the ones that control your various body functions, including hunger and thirst. One researcher believes that your brain functions this way as part of your body's survival mechanism. When food is abundant, it generates cells that will make you eat more and make you store excess calories as fat for use when food is not readily available. But the problem with humans, particularly those in developed countries, is that food is almost always readily available. So the more you eat, the more fat you store, and the greater becomes your appetite. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Swishy, swishy goes the broom as we sweep across the room. Welcome back to Pop That Culture. I'm Sarah. And I'm Joe. Yes. Now you may be asking yourself, they hand out Emmys over the weekend when I didn't see the Emmys on TV. What's going on? <laughs> well, the Emmy Emmy ceremony is going to happen on September 17th, but they did do the Creative Arts Emmy Awards over the weekend. And in it, they had uh, the guest starring category. And every single guest starring category winner was a black actor. And that has right. never happened before in the history of the Emmys. So you had Tiffany Haddish for Saturday Night Live, Ron Cephas Jones for This Is Us, you had Samira Wiley for The Handmaid's Tale, and Cat Williams for Atlanta. Wow. And yeah, it was huge that they all had those winnings. And then actually, this was like a double history-making thing because for Tiffany Haddish, when she <clears throat> won for her guest role, on Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live, her hosting of it was itself history-making because she was the first female black comedian to host Saturday right. Night Live. Very cool. And then she ends up winning an award double for it. as a double whammy for that, which is very cool. So, I mean, there's still a long way to go as far as inclusivity and everything, but a lot of people, it wasn't that long ago we had the Oscar So White controversy happening, right. and now 
Emmys are making choices with all of the different actors doing fine, fine work and getting awarded for it, which is nice. A couple people who have won Emmys themselves are Heidi Klum and Tin Gunn, and they have won them for Project Runway. And if you think about it, Project Runway really changed the reality game, mm -hmm. the reality show game, um, because there are so many versions of that just right. different things you know crafting or tattoos or a any costume makeup or, or pastime yeah. you could think of mm -hmm. there has been a takeoff basically using the project runway formula yep they all use that formula project plumber <laughs> oh I, I wouldn't be surprised honestly <laughs> yeah. god he has a fantastic crack <laughs> oh my gosh look at that make crack work <laughs> um, but I think the, what part of the charm of Project Runway was that you had Heidi Klum and then making a star out of nowhere. Nobody saw this coming, but everybody fell in love with Tim Gunn, right. designers. And I mean, his I, he probably thought at that point in his life, like he knew what his life was and then just right. like a rocket ship. He is. And then, you know, and then he would appear on other shows, yes. you know, as just basically because he became the foremost authority mm -hmm. on fashion and design culture. Yep. And I've seen him get endorsements. He's been in TV commercials. And then mm. my little niece and nephew watch an animated show called Sophia the First, which is huge. Mm -hmm. And he's one of the voices on that show. Right. I'm like, is that? Is that Butler Tim Gunn? What is going on right now? <laughs> Obviously, it's like they have no idea, but mm -hmm. I just think it's cute that he was able to be in an animated show. But um, when Project Runway started out, it was on Bravo, mm -hmm. and that's how everybody got to know it. And then they moved it to Lifetime, and I still don't know why. I don't know why they felt the need to, I don't know if they felt like, there were too many housewives shows right. and they didn't want to be associated with Bravo anymore. Or well, they probably did it to distribute the ratings and revenue so that you could even it out. You know, you can't, you know, you can't put all the eggs in one basket if it's starting to maximize its ratings. So you move a property over okay. so that you can have two highly rated shows at the same time and right. money, 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 money. So they moved it over to Lifetime. It still did relatively well, I think. Mm. But now the show is going to be moving back to Bravo, but it will not have Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn. They are going over to do their own fashion -y show mm. on Amazon. Mm, is that a good idea? I think it should stay with what works, but whatever. Hmm. And uh, and then they're going to try and continue it with that. But if you don't have Heidi Klum giving the double kiss and saying Avidazen to the people who end up losing. It's not Project a, Runway. It's not Project Runway. No, it's just no. a project. <laughs> it's like. It's just an Maybe they should have a project. show called Project Projects. <laughs> where, the, you know, you, you have a fashion show in housing. For, okay. You could. Yeah. We do have some word about what's happening with somebody who we haven't seen in a little while. You're still not going to see him, but we kind of know what he's doing a little bit. Mm. And that is one Mr. Richard Simmons. Yes. I loved his deaf comedy jams. <laughs> they were so funny. Oh, th this story has gotten so weird because for the last five years, I don't think anybody's clapped eyes on him. No. And there were all these rumors. There was a podcast. People were like, where is Richard Simmons. There was a rumor that his housekeeper was holding him hostage mm. inside the house and wouldn't let him out. Well, wait a minute. He was, wasn't he touring with Kiss? Oh, that was Gene Simmons. Oh, so close. So many Simmons. Uh. Such little time. Um, and then there was a rumor that he didn't want to be seen because he had gained a bunch of weight. Right. And if you're Richard Simmons, you can't let people nope. see you be fat. 
Um, and then there was the rumor that he was transitioning and he was, uh, that he's transgender and that he wanted to become a lady. <laughs> which was not true. However, when that rumor came out, then he had someone file a lawsuit on his behalf because he felt like it was, it was insulting that they said that. And then it actually ended up getting tossed out because right. they said it is not an insult to say that someone is transgender or is transitioning. Mm. So even though it was not true about you, right. you cannot say that it is an insulting well, thing. You well, know, at least come out every now and then and, and just say, hey, everybody, I'm here. Tweet something, do something. Because everybody's, you know, they're like, hey, what's the deal, Emil? <laughs> Woo! Oh, that was so great. You just had to like move the little things down and you would see like how much water yes. I'm supposed to drink for the day. Wow, or... I just had a, a <laughs> giant cheese bacon omelet. I can't eat anything else. All nope. my cards I have moved I'm over. Done. You son of a... <laughs> hey, can I borrow a couple cards? Yeah, you over there. Yeah, can I have some of your deal meal? Yeah, over here. Sure. <laughs> exactly. Um, but he has decided to form his own... This is an unfortunate name, but he's decided to form his own shopping channel. Mm -hmm. There's a thing called Talk Shop Live, where basically anybody can host their own shopping and sell stuff. Mm. And Should so we move over there? Let's do it. We'll just sell stuff. Yeah, we'll just sell stuff. Well, so here, would you like some chairs? Would you like an alpaca? Would you like my phone? Is that a llama or alpaca? I think it's a, I'm going to go llama on that. I'm going to, llama, yes? Can we call him Lorenzo? <laughs> yes, Lorenzo okay. Llama. Um, but he has started his own Richard Simmons sweatin' shop, which is real close to calling it a sweatshop. No. And that, that's just, no. I get it. You did sweatin' to the oldies. I, I know what you were trying no. to do, but you don't want to sell things from a sweatin' shop. If, if everything is made in Asia that he sells, that's going to be a big problem. Okay. So when people heard that he was having his own shopping network, they were like, Oh, well, now we're going to get to see him and how fantastic. He, he would be such an excited person to sell right. things, as we know from former things that he's been doing. And so people were looking forward to it. But it's only going to be um, friends of his, which, by the way, are called FORs, Friends of Richard, the Fours. The fours are going to be doing it. Mm -mm. Uh, loving students, they said, castmates, and then fours, friends of Richard, will be selling his stuff on there, which would include things like a Richard Simmons 2019 wall calendar. You know you want it. Oh, yeah. Get it. <laughs> Richard Simmons through the years. <laughs> the shorts get bigger, bigger, bigger. I'd watch it if it was Joni Greggan's uh, friend of Richard Simmons. Was she an FOR? I'm not sure. Yeah, I. No. <laughs> That's what you would watch? Uh, you know, she had the sideways ponytail. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, yeah, people that were hoping to get a real clear look at him. Not going to happen, people. But if you do need some Simmons swag, then you are in luck because right. he'll be selling that. I did try <laughs> a sweat into the oldies tape once, and you don't sweat. Do you feel old? <laughs> you do feel old. <laughs> If you do feel old, and I would not call that a workout for sure. You know what makes me like legitimately sweat though is trying to do math. Right. That I cannot. Oh boy! If you that it's my kryptonite. I hate it. I have no skill in that area. I loathe math. Mm. Now I don't know how you feel about math. Oh, I was almost um, ostracized from the Asian community because I was. Because you're not good at I'm math. Not, I'm not great at math. <laughs> I can fake my way through can it. Can you? Don't get me into derivatives or anything like that. Uncle, I'll be like, 
Yeah, five. So you weren't a mathlete? No. Nothing like that? No. No? Well, you are a parent, and homework mm -hmm. does get sent home. Have right. you had any homework come home for Jonah where you were stumped? Well, he's in second grade, so I hope not. Okay. Well, you would <laughs> I mean, think. Like, you would think. I have to draw the line between 591 and the number that has the numbers 5, 9, and 1 in it. Oh, crap. This problem that became viral on the internet was from second grade homework. Mm. It was from second grade math homework. Yes. And this woman posted a picture of the problem. It says, okay, we're all stumped. My second grader's homework help. Everyone is allowed to share. And they had to wait until the legitimate teacher came. There was a substitute teacher who didn't know the right answer uh -huh. either to finally give them the answer. But the problem that was stumping people on the internet for second grade math homework there are 49 dogs signed up to compete in the dog show. There are 36 more small dogs than large dogs signed up to compete. How many small dogs are signed up to compete? 36. That's what some people <laughs> said. You are incorrect. Yes, you would think like, oh, well, then you just, you take 49 and you subtract, and then you realize there's 13 big dogs and there's 13 small dogs. That's the answer, right? No, mm. that is not the answer. The answer is 42.5. And how do you have a 0.5 of a dog? Mm. It's a chihuahua. It's a teacup <laughs> dog, right? And then they admitted finally that, so if you do the math correctly for what is laid out in front of you, the answer would, I guess, be 42.5. But then the teacher admitted that this was worded incorrectly and that's not how it was supposed to be. So how are second graders supposed to figure it out when it's wrong? And right. all these parents were writing online like, oh God, why can't I figure <laughs> this out? It looks like that scene from The Incredibles 2. When did they change math? <laughs> math is math. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's just, I can't, I have, I have nightmares still of taking tests and not knowing the answers to things. And so mm. I would imagine if I had a child in my life and I had to help them with their homework, I'd be oh. like, I don't know. That's no. your father. I fear that day, and I've played it out in my head. Mom will be home soon. Talk to her. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Uh, well, are they? Uh, are they? Ask Siri. Right. Hey Siri. Are they doing the whole the, the Common Core math? You've got all that to do. Not with? yet. No? no. I think that's a little bit later. That's later. But here's the thing: people freak out about Common Core, and even worse, people politicize Common Core. Yeah. Think about Common Core this way: it's like counting money in your head. Okay. You know, like when you group nickels and dimes and stuff, and that's how you count money. That's basically what Common Core is. Okay. Is you just it makes it easier for you to do math in your head. Does it? Yes. Okay. Just checking. Yeah. No. If you watch, if you look at it, it's just like counting coins because it's all grouped and they come in different denominations. Who who started that, by the I way? How did know. that even become a thing? But yes, this is, where is it? Okay, so you're supposed to do, the way you're supposed to do the problem, the way it's written, I guess, is 49 minus 36 equals 13. 13 over 2 equals 6.5. 36 plus 6.5 equals 42.5. And that's how many small dogs there are. But you can't have a 0.5 dog, so that is really upsetting for a lot of people to think about. Like just the butt or just the head of a well, dog. Well, because competing. here's the thing. And because it's worded incorrectly, you're, you're automatically going to doubt your math because you know that you can't have half of a dog unless it's a really warped dog show. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> it's, a, it's like, really, it's just upsetting. Wow. Hey, was it that the like dog show behind the, the Chinese nun. restaurant? What's going on? Oh, yes. Joe. Yes. Jo I went there. Look out for you. Oh, my goodness. All right. There is a trend that is happening at bars, hmm. which it kind of reminds me of things that I used to see in my college days, to be honest. Oh, yeah. 
Of course. There's one very famous one at uh, Michigan State that I do remember that we will tell you all about when we get back. But uh, the new the new drink, the new hotness, it's lit, literally. And we'll talk about it next on Pop That Culture. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. It's an entertainment channel on new radio media dot com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. Pop that culture. There is a, a thing that's happening in drink culture right mm. now because everybody's trying to one up everybody. Right. I've got to have the weirdest, the fanciest thing mm. in my drink to, you know, stand out to make you want to come to my bar. And there is a place in San Diego called the Sycamore Den. And so they wanted it to look kind of like a like an old dad's lounge from like the 70s. Mm. So that's the whole um, decor that they have going. And one of their drinks you can get as an individual or for a group of people with, I think it comes with three or four straws, which that kind of reminds me of, did you ever go to um, the Land Shark in East Lansing? No? Maybe. If I did, I don't you remember. You don't remember? <laughs> Nobody yeah. remembers their time there. I don't know. Was it Dooley's? I don't know. <laughs> what the hell? Dooley's. <laughs> oh, God. And so I remember at the time, and not a lot of people would order it, but you could get a shark bowl, mm -hmm. which was a fish bowl. And then they had some sort of um, like gummy candy that looked like the rocks of a fish bowl at the mm. bottom. And there would be a huge gummy shark 
in it, and you could have as many straws around it oh, practically as you wanted. that wouldn't make you hungover, all that <laughs> all the sugar. sugar. Oh, God. And also, it's kind of weird. Like, you're holding it, and then, like, you know, you and six friends all have your faces, like, right And people wonder it. why hepatitis is so <laughs> rampant on college campuses. Why don't you just share toothbrushes after you're done? Yeah, it was uh, it was a weird <laughs> one. I honestly think we only did it once, just to say that we had had the shark bowl. Well, it was not cheap, and when you want to have, like... Cheap alcohol. This right. one was slightly more expensive. Well, at Manjin Lao in Troy, you could order a drink that was like in this giant oyster shell. Really? That would have like five or six straws and nothing like a whole bunch of drunk yuppies <laughs> drinking out of the same shell. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, one that's being highlighted right now is um, at the Sycamore Den, and it's not actually on the menu. It's called Den After Dark. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Look at that. So romantic. Oh, yeah. What's going on there? Yeah, it looks like you get three straws. So they shove a lamp at you <laughs> to drink out of. They're well, like, yep, here you not? go. It tastes get, like a Mai Tai. It looks like a lamp. Yeah, there's glow-in-the-dark ice cubes. And yeah. hell, you order a gin and tonic in a place with black lights, and those things will glow. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, the fine. So what? More power to them. They need to stay in business. I just, I just feel sorry for like the really macho bros that walk in. Like, hey man, let's get a drink. Oh, this looks cool. Let's share a drink. <laughs> oh wait, no, 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 no. Can, can we each get our own lamp? No, no. No, you they can't. Got drink you gotta, you gotta uh, share that lamp. Don't order the spaghetti. <laughs> oh, who gets the meatball? So how they do it is um, inside the shade. It's not a working light bulb, but they mm. put fairy lights in it. Oh. And then they have a remote behind the bar so that they can press the button oh. and make it light up. And then you mean Uncle Fester doesn't have anything <laughs> yeah. to do with Whoop. this? <laughs> no, exactly. But this is like a, a new trend are the big, the bigger, fancier, more group oriented drinks mm -hmm. are making a, a comeback. Yeah. So. I hope you like the people you went out to the bar with because well, yeah. you're going to be real close to Yeah, them. in an unrelated story at Vincenna Garage, you can order a drink that just comes in a red gas can <laughs> and you drink out of the nozzle. They should. <laughs> you got to vent it, though, because if you tip it up too high, well, that's the, true. the fluid won't come out. My 21st birthday, I drank an entire fish bowl by myself. Oh, my. I to. And that was you last week, an David, right? Person. <laughs> Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. No, nobody really bowl? makes a good showing at their 21st birthday. Yeah. I saw what I like. I want that. And then I got that. Then I didn't want it anymore. No. And then, and no. then his friends are like, David, they're like, David, that's the last time we take you uh, to look at puppies uh, the day of your birthday. Hey, that wasn't a bar. <laughs> All right. don't, just don't drink the fish bowls with the beta fish in them because they'll fight in your stomach. Ding, 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 ding. Um, now, this is also something that I don't know if I would want, hmm. but I may be willing to try. There is a restaurant in New York, and they make Detroit-style pizza. Anytime somebody that's not from Detroit goes yes. somewhere else and says something is Detroit-style, they screw it up. So the place is called Lions and Tigers and Squares. Oh, my. And they have a thing there, obviously, to make the... The square, the Detroit-style pizza, like a, a Buddy's or whatever. Mm. Um, you have the toppings under the cheese, and then the sauce is the last thing that they put on. Mm, yeah, sure. Oh, gosh, Buddy sounds good. Doesn't wanna it? Want to go to Buddy's? Yeah. Oh, my God. I do, actually. Delicious. Hey, guys, want to go to Buddy's? <laughs> it's on you. Let's make that happen. <laughs> You're paying. Yeah. Um, Jake, you know, that's the initiation. Like, if you're new to the show, 
You have to buy a lunch, otherwise it's bad luck. Yeah, Ooh. I want a picture of you two splitting a lamp. Oh, drink. yeah, that would be amazing. That's not a lamp. It's a water bomb. <laughs> I'm so hungry. I'm even more hungry. Oh, that water's so dirty. But um, at this restaurant, they have tried. They have they have a version of their Detroit style pizza where they don't use tomato sauce. They use mustard mm. instead. Is it Dijon mustard? It's spicy mustard. Mm. And so the raw dough is topped with spicy mustard and then it's topped with corned beef sauerkraut and cheese okay that sounds that's a, delicious that's a lot of flavors it's a reuben pizza it might be a reuben pizza but you know what it would be better if um i'm dead serious if they used pretzel crust oh with the mustard that that's not bad i tell you what i do love a pretzel bun for uh you know any kind of like burger or sandwich mm. or whatever that's yes good. i do too but the pretzel oh crust sounds gosh, good well because apparently food. in the past people have done uh like coney dog pizzas mm -hmm. that had mustard on it and had the loose meat and mm. had some chopped up hot dog coney and omelets have you had a coney omelet? Yes. Really? Delicious. So you would eat the mustard pizza, basically, is what you're saying. Because people mm. all over the internet have been grossed out by the idea. No, I can, I can, it's, it's a Reuben. Yeah. It's got all the makings of a Reuben. It's just all baked like a pizza. Okay. You know how it could be more delicious sounding? Hmm. Is if it were bespoke. Yes. And made by Craig Fowler. Oh, I bet he makes mm. a good pizza. Yes. He really does. It would be artisanal. It would be. Yes. You could see him, he'd be there just kind of kneading the dough and like a flute, <laughs> a flute soundtrack would be playing as you watch him. Zonchek? He'd, he'd wipe, yes, he'd, yeah, it would be Alexander Zonchek, right? <laughs> I know. He'd, he'd be wiping the sweat off of his brow while he was kneading the dough and then he'd put it in the oven and in slow motion he'd pull it out with wow. the giant spatula. You have a lot of yeah. um, thoughts. About yeah. our friend. He'd be, his guns, his muscles would be just bulging and dripping with sweat. All right, he's up next. We'll see you tomorrow <laughs> on Pop Night Culture.